Welcome to this week's episode of Just a Thought with Callahan Cunsworth III. Alright, it's Christmas season, okay? And here in Chicago, we're having deep dish pizzas and we're watching the bears, alright? Now, one thing I hate about Christmas is all this bullshit Christmas music. It's constant. I go to the mall to get a freaking Sabaros pizza, and what happens? Christmas music. I go into the pharmacy to pick up my hot run medicine. Christmas music. I go into the grocery store to buy a couple more slabs of bacon. Freaking Christmas music. And I'm sick of it. Listen, Mariah, you say you don't want a lot for Christmas. All you want is me. Sick burn, Mariah. Like I'm just not a lot that you want for Christmas. If you ask me, the only worth of damn Christmas music is by Michael fucking Bublé. That's a national treasure. You go and listen to that right now. Now listen, it's not just Christmas music that pisses me off. All these stupid jingles you assholes are listen to, like John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. I'm supposed to believe there's two people with that name. I'm supposed to believe when he goes out of his house, everyone shouts at him like they know his fucking name. You don't damn well know those John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith for nothing. Do me a favor. Michael Bublé fucking Christmas. If I don't hear that at the pharmacy next time I pick up my hardware medicine, I'll just walk right out of that motherfucker. And that was this week's episode of Just a Thought with Callahan Cunsworth III. Welcome to episode 10 of the Silver Bow Experience. I am your co-host, Michi. Alongside me got my forever buddy and co-host, Mike, here. What is going on, Mike? What's up, man? It's episode 10. Yeah, the old Uno, Dos, Tres, Cuatro, Cinco, Seis, Siete, Ocho, Nueve, Diez. The old Diez. Episados Diez. Diablo. Oh, yeah. Dude, 10 episodes. That's pretty crazy. This is awesome. Wow. 10 episodes. A lot of doubters. We've been saying it since episode one, but we just keep going. We keep rolling. And I'm excited. Who knows, man? We can do a thousand of these things. We don't know. You know what I mean? We're just going to have to. Let time tell. Yeah, dude, could be a thousand, could be two thousand, could be three thousand, could be four thousand, could be a billion, could be five thousand, <laughs> <laughs> could be a lot of fucking episodes. Is our point here, guys? Uh, speaking of ten, uh, a little mini bonus seg we're gonna do today. We're gonna do uh, top ten uh, video games that we like. It's it's a very loose ten. It's not like the best video games of all time or whatever. But we're putting a list of five uh, video games each um, into a list of ten. And then in that ten, we're going to decide what we think are the best of those. And we're pulling from, you know, it could be from all over, like childhood games. It could be recently played games. It's And it doesn't necessarily have to be the best games we think we played. But, you know, really fun games, games that stick out. So we're excited to get that going for you. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, and listen, if you don't hear one of your top 10 games of all time and you want to tell us all about it, you can find us on social media at the Silver Bow Experience on Instagram and at the Silver Bow EXP on Twitter. Tell us what your favorite games are. And if you don't like our top 10 games, don't fucking break balls. You can tell us what you like without telling us that you hate what we like. I agree with you. Don't be a Twitter shit. You know, don't, 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 don't add us with your bullshit. Don't be a pussy. You know, just say what you like. And actually, you know what, Mike? I'll put that as a poll question in our, uh, in mm. our Spotify poll slash question thingy. I'll ask what people's favorite games are. So really excited for that. And, um, yeah, what's new, man? What's going on with you? You know, just been, uh, living the dream, dude. Um, just fucking kicking ass and taking names and chewing bubble gum and just, uh, you know, just having a really good time. Now, I'll tell you, actually, I gotta, I actually have a story. Um, my car continuously breaks down. And it's a 2016. It's not an old car. It's in, it's in Dece shape. Um, but for some reason, like, I had to, I had to get a new, um, I had to get new brakes. And then, like, a month later, I had to get new tires. And now uh, my battery died. And I, I jumped the car. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a jump, jumper cable owner, um, which is important. So I jumped the car, and it seems to be working fine. And, okay, great. You know, go get dinner that night. You know, come back, pack the cat, and have it yad. 
and uh, I just left it there. I go out the next morning, and I go to start my car, and lo and behold, it's fucking dead again. And I now I don't have two cars in my driveway to jump it. So I asked this this gentleman who uh, who lives in my apartment complex. I said, hey, you know, do you mind if I use your car to jump my car? I have the I have the cables, I have the know-how. Uh, I just need the, the the second car. And so I, I hooked everything up. He started the car, and God damn it, Nietzsche, maybe this is a Massachusetts thing, but the look he was giving me while I was doing this was just such like a like a like a fu face, like you're inconveniencing me so bad. And you know, maybe I am, but you said yes. <laughs> You know, I, I guess I'm just not that type of person who, if I'm going to do something nice for someone, I'm not going to bitch about it. You know what I mean? Have you ever had that happen to you? Have you ever someone uh, accepted an offer to do something for you or did something nice for you, but then, like, either was a dick about it or wanted credit for it? Or, uh, you know, like, a lot of kids these days, they'll film doing nice things. So they'll give, like, a homeless person money and then, like, film it and then probably take the money back. Um but I don't know if that's ever happened. You have any experiences like that? Yeah, first of all, that's frustrating as hell. Sorry that happened. That's that's some bullshit. Um, yeah, even recently, we were trying to get into the uh, gym in our apartment complex. It's a, it's like under the leasing office. And we're trying to tell the guy that we don't have access yet or something with our little fob. And But he was trying to tell us to go that way that we don't have access. And I was like, dude, can you just fucking open the door for us? And he's like, he did, but he just dragged his feet and pouted inside as hard as he could. And I was just like, dude, then just tell us to fuck off. Like if it's that, you know, if it's that exhausting for you, I don't know. I just don't understand how people can be so, uh, it's like, it's as if they never ever needed help in their lives. So, you know what I mean? You're severely inconveniencing them. I don't know. I just don't think people think that far ahead. Yeah, no, they're buttholes, and uh, the, <laughs> the worst part is, is um, anytime I shut off my car, it dies again immediately, so I actually uh, I just ordered a battery, and uh, it needs a new battery, so I'll have that put in, and then hopefully I'll never have to uh, ask anyone in Massachusetts for help ever again, because even um, if you go to Dunkin' Donuts and you offer a coffee, it's like you are inconveniencing them by having them, by showing up into the store and having them make a coffee for you, it's like, ugh. This fucking like, guy. Dude, that's your like, job. What else, could you, what else could you possibly? What could you possibly be doing right now? That's more important than the thing that the only thing that you have to do all day, which is make coffee. So uh, a lot of buttholes down here, but uh, my car will be back in tip-top condition soon. So I'm excited about that. I wanted to share this. It's probably because my dogs heard us talk about pissing on faces last week, but for some reason it, it was fucking chaos with my 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 boy dog Obi. He pissed on my other dog's head, and then he pissed on his own leg all in this past <laughs> week. And I, it's like, how? How does that happen? And I just wanted to share that because I just needed someone else to know that because I haven't told anybody that. But it's like, how do you piss on – my other dog decided she wanted to smell underneath my, my <laughs> dog, and, and he pissed right on her head. And then the wind blew – the wind was so – it was blowing so hard that it, that it blew his piss back onto his leg. It was just absolute chaos. <laughs> Then I had to give that is that. terrible. Yeah, yeah. Dogs are dogs are gross, man. But uh, maybe a lot of weird stuff. Do you think that your dog listens to that band? Like when you're not home, do you think he just like rocks out to that band where that uh, I forget I forget their name, but the uh, the lead singer pissed on that guy's face. We talked about that last week. Do you think when you're not home, your dog just like you know throws on his iTunes, he grabs like a beer or something, he just starts fucking like vibing to them, and that's where he got that from? Or do you think this is just like a it's just a misunderstanding, a little bit of an accident. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. You know, it's funny you say that because I came home uh, the other day from running some errands and on my Spotify, that band was playing and I look <laughs> over and my dog's just looks a little out of breath. Like it just ran into the other room or something and it was just sitting there as if nothing happened. I'm thinking to myself, was, was Obi playing this band on Spotify? Um, because I don't know how any other way of explaining it, but now the pissing on faces makes sense. So I think he... He has been listening to this band. Yeah, you know, I, listen, I, I'm really, uh, I know when I was a kid, I, um, I, we, so we did our wrestling episode, and and uh, you know, we don't need to spend too much time talking about wrestling anymore. But uh, <laughs> you know, I used to do backyard wrestling because I saw it on TV, and I thought, you know, that looks cool. Um, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go in back the backyard. I'm gonna hit my brothers with like stuff, and uh, so I really can't judge him for thinking the same thing like he saw someone get pissed on he said you know what i like that band i saw it on tv i'm just gonna go in the backyard and do it 
Uh, you know, I've been there, so I get it. Uh, so Obi, you're, you're not alone, brother. Uh, if you want, ever want to talk about, you know, following your dreams, I'm, I'm here for you. And that's going to take us to current events. Mike, we got a good one this week. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> no, no, that's cool. Um, cock up as three giant stone penises stolen from shop. I love this, this article. So apparently over there across the pond um, in North Yorkshire, there's a dude who is a, uh, uh, he, he's, he's a mason, right? A stonemason. Okay. And he liked to make giant penises and three penis-shaped garden ornaments were stolen from his shop. Oh, man. What a tragedy. And this is this is a crime. This is a this is a hate crime on penises. This is like I hate penis crime, or maybe I love penis crime. I don't know. The war on penises continues. I mean, it's just this is just getting out of hand. Um, this guy just loves making cocks. <laughs> like, <laughs> making a little bit of a winker. Uh, yeah, dude, like, I'm looking at the picture, dude. He he really makes like behemoth cocks out of these. These are stuff. massive cocks, Mike. These are massive fucking dicks. And Nietzsche, what what detail? Uh, I think there's like a little vein in this one, and uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's some ridges on the on the bottom of the phallus. On, yeah, on these. I mean, he really spent the time uh, that it takes to. It, it reminds me of now. Uh, this isn't gonna make me sound cool, but I, I watch a lot of like the holiday baking championships. You ever seen those? And they spend all these time, all this time, like making these cakes, and so, you know it's good flavors and stuff. But that's not where the work starts. The work starts is adding the little details. And I'm always blown away by their ability to like, you know, make uh, art out of food. This guy probably just like, he starts hollowing out like a phallic shape, and then it really just gets into the detail. And you know, once you think he's done, he's not done yet because he's got to add, you know, um, some pubes, some dimples, some veins. Uh, looks like there's a pee hole there. Um, you know, he just really took his time with these dicks. So like, I can understand him being upset, you know, these dicks didn't happen overnight. You know, he spent, he spent some time on that. So I can understand him being upset. And these dicks don't deserve it. I mean, he worked these dicks real hard, you know? And, um, I mean, these testes are gorgeous. Like if you look at the set of balls on each of these statues, they're beautiful set of balls. Like they're gorgeous (laughs) set of balls. And it's just a shame because all that hard work for nothing. Cause three of them just get swiped, jacked. You know, straight from his garden. I, I I don't know. It's not it's not fair. You know what I mean. And um, I love that he calls them concrete willies. First of all, that's amazing. And his quote here says, "It's an end of an era. They were sentimental to me. It was a big story at the time when he made them. I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about these dicks were sentimental to him. They meant something to him. He had a connection with them. And now part of him is gone with these cocks. And I feel bad for him. Yeah, it's a real bummer. And you know, you hate to hear that someone jacked his dicks um from the garden and you know hopefully they cut the balls on the way out uh you know it's just it's just a real shame my question is like why steal them like what were they doing with them um i don't know if you you've you've ever heard but there's actually a website there's a free plug for that website it's called bagofdicks.com and you can take that website and you can buy some like a bag of like gummy dicks and you can send it to their house as like a kind of like a joke or like fuck you like eat a bag of dicks um and actually antonio brown did that to the someone in the nfl i think uh, so you know sometimes you gotta send people a bag of dicks but you think someone just really pissed off that person who's like you know what bag of dicks won't do it you need a stone dick and, and it's gonna be bigger than your car like it's just a giant stone dick that's how i feel like you're just a stone dick i'd like to think it was it was done uh for that reason and not for just the malice of stealing from this poor guy but to really just Stick it to someone who deserved a dick in the face. Good point, and I think it's it's uh, notable to mention that the the incident led them to launching the Free Willy campaign. Uh, reading from this article, they called it Free Willy. The uh, trying to get back their their penis ornaments. There's an excellent photo here of a of a, a proud dick overlooking the garden or overlooking the street, whatever it is. It's just a very beautiful photo of this. Of it's this a, stone a veiny, triumphant motherfucker right there, there huh? Go. So, yeah, maybe one day, you know, either they can be returned or he can make some new ones. And I'd like to think there's more dicks in him, you know? when he, <laughs> he, He's going to get to a point where he's going to be able to make more dicks. And uh, I don't think this is the last dick that he's, that he's seen. That's for sure. 
And that's going to take us to Bullshit or Not. Love the segment. Mike, you want to give us the honors getting us started? All right. So, uh, question. What What is your take on uh, animated movies? Do you enjoy Disney and you know, Pixar, Pixar, Disney, Pixar? Uh, and in relation to DreamWorks, what do you like better? Disney, DreamWorks, what, what are you into? Love Pixar. I think, I think Pixar movies are some of the best films out there. I just think they're so complete. Uh, they tell, you know, great stories and they're very detail oriented and, um, there isn't really like a preference, but I, I, but I do love Pixar. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And I think a lot of those animated movies totally crush puss. Um, (laughs) you know, I think, (laughs) I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot to be said about, you know, what they've done with doing movies that represent different cultures and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, sticking to the roots of, um, of those cultures and kind of the background of things. So I also enjoy DreamWorks. They do How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, yes, sir. F- phenomenal, phenomenal film series. Um, but they also do Shrek. Oh, yeah. Now, Shrek was also a good film series. So I'm going to focus a little bit on the latter here. Bullshit or not, the original voice for Shrek was actually Chris Farley. Oh, don't say that. Oh. If that's not bullshit, that's sad to me. Oh, man. You know what, man? I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably not bullshit as tragic as that is. You are correct, sir. Chris Farley was originally to voice Shrek um, alongside uh, Eddie Murphy as Donkey. And um, so so there's actually, if you go on the YouTube, there's actually um, some really good videos um and they're they're poorly animated they didn't get that far obviously for obvious reasons um but you can see him actually voice shrek and he actually uh, oh wow i didn't know that yeah, he actually uses his pretty regular voice um and uh whereas mike myers decided to go kind of a different way with it but uh yeah man you can you can listen to to chris farley as shrek right now on on youtube which is very cool what? um and quick question and we'll run that subject what's your favorite chris farley movie hey, well okay movie yeah, or, or or bit on SNL or anything in between. What's the, what's the funniest thing to you that Chris Farley's ever done? Honestly, I th- I think more of and this could be a segment within its own. I think of the roles he probably would have had if he was still alive oh, with like Adam Sandler. Think of him as the sorry to kind of go off a bit on what you're saying, but I'll get to that. No, this is important stuff. I'm I'm with it. Think about him as Nazo, the uh, the delivery driver in Big Daddy, instead of Rob Schneider. Imagine him. In that role. <laughs> Imagine yes. him in the Water Boy as maybe not farmer friend but as somebody on the football team imagine the roles he would have been in you know like all those adam oh, sandler man. movies he would have been so good so i think those probably would have been my favorites had they happened um i would probably say beverly hills ninja he's so fucking funny in that oh movie. dude i love, oh, that, I love movie. that movie yeah. that, that movie's on netflix by the way ladies yep. and gentlemen if you want to watch that uh he was, he was so good in that movie uh and he's so good um on everything like uh he had done a segment on SNL where he was dancing as like a Chippendales dancer. Yeah, with Patrick um, Swayze. It was Patrick Swayze. And he's just so absurd in that. And just like the energy that he brought to stuff like that. Um, it's just, you know, you think there's, there's a reason he's unhealthy because of all the crazy stuff he does. I also love his SNL bit. Um, and I forget the name of the character that he played, but he was trying to convince these kids to, you know stay off drugs and, and get better. And he said, or else you end up living down the bay and by the river, which is where he actually lives. Um, so just, ah, man, he was so good. And I think you're right. If he hadn't passed away, he would have just been amazing in so many movies. And we could take every Adam Sandler movie and get rid of Rob Schneider and just replace him with Chris <laughs> Farley. That would be the absolute dream. Dude, imagine him as Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, or The Animal. <laughs> he immediately makes those movies better than Rob Schneider. Look, I oh, love Rob Schneider God. for what he is, but, dude, imagine him as Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> he would be so like, good. So much better. Oh, it's a I, shame. I would love to see him in something like Don't Mess With The Zohan, uh, <laughs> where they all sort of did, did those terrible accents. And I think Rob Schneider probably actually was the closest to having an accent that sounded somewhat like it could be... Um, you know who they who are they wherever they were supposed to be from i think it was like an israel palestine thing but um i think that chris farley would have just done it like just the most like straight american accent humanly possible he's just you know talk about a guy who you know teflon when it comes to comedy like there's nothing he could do that wouldn't make me laugh he was amazing so 
Yeah, get get so rid of any any of those guys and replace more. Ke- or poor, you know, not to pick on Ke- Kevin James here, but you know, think about Chris Farley being in Grown Ups instead of Kevin Kevin James oh, there. My or, God. you know, he was he would have been so goddamn good. So it's a really shame we lost him early in. It's like shame we didn't get to see him as Shrek because who knows what it would have been and how much he brings with his uh, you know, um, his background in improv from being on SNL. So could have been cool. For sure. Okay, so my bullshit or not is actually going to go on the personal level here, and I'm going to throw myself out there um, to be eaten by the wolves. If it is not bullshit, that is. Uh, (laughs) Bullshit or not, Mike, I have never, ever shit my pants at a fast food restaurant. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) I, I, there's, even on just this podcast alone, there's so many... Stories of you just like farting too hard, or you know having an emergency poop situation. So I'm gonna say, from the way you phrased it, um, for you to say I have never shit my pants in a fast food restaurant, I'm gonna say that's bullshit, and you have very much shit your pants in the fast food restaurant. Yeah, I actually formulated that way so you could aggressively say that's bullshit. That's why I formulated it that way. Um, you are correct, sir. Um, most notably, um, not most notably, actually, I think it was the most notably I... of all the times. This was the biggest one. This is the only one actually that I can remember ever happening. Uh, we were on a road trip. Me, your brother Bobby, and um, a shithead named Dan Fuentes. I'm kidding, Dan. I love you. <laughs> Uh, we were going down from New Hampshire down to, to Florida, made a stop to see my dad in South Carolina. Then we went to uh, right outside Tampa to Clearwater to visit Dan's mom. And we were anticipating going to Checkers. Dan really built it up for us, said it was awesome fast food. And we were excited. You know, a bunch of college kids eating like shit. We were ready to go. We get to the counter and I think that the guys love how I how I kind of, you know, uh, package and, and envision the story. But we get there and, you know, we're just laughing. We're just so pumped. We just did this massive road trip down, down to Florida. It's the, it's the furthest away from home Bobby's ever been. He's like Samwise Genji in, uh, in Lord of the Rings. He's never been that <laughs> far sure. before. We're just, you know, everyone's laughing. We're high-fiving. It's fucking awesome. It's tit as fuck. And uh, we get to the counter and I got a little fart coming. And so I go to, you know, let out this little silent fart while they're standing in front of me. And boom, shit my pants. Absolutely, and lost. absolutely shit my pants and suddenly you know in the movies when like an explosion happens and it just like there's that piercing noise or it gets really quiet and you just hear like the sort of echoey airy things what's <laughs> yeah. going on around you you're yeah, not exactly, really there exactly. that's basically yeah. what it was like for me and you and like i'm looking at dan and bobby in a panic and they're laughing but you only hear really the echo of it like ha, ha, ha. you know it's like and it's just <laughs> it's just chaos in my mind like what the fuck am i going to do here oh, got a no. load of shit in my pants <laughs> you know, they go to the counter, Bobby, Dan, they order their food, they step to the side, do their thing. I go up to the counter and I'm ordering my food because I don't know what else to do at this point. I'm like, Where's I can't. Your pants? I got shit. Yeah. And so I'm looking this lady straight in the eyes, like dead in her, in her eyes, interacting with her. And I'm thinking to myself, this woman has no idea as she's looking <laughs> straight in my eyes that I've got a load of shit in my pants. And then I finish the order. We go and we sit down. I sit down and we're... You know, we're eating, and I'm eating with with the shit in my pants. I'm I, I'm just trying to knock this out, and I'm thinking to myself, how am I gonna? How am I Are gonna you sitting this? down on top of the shit? I'm Are you sitting just down, yeah, squishing yeah. it all, in? squishing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that much. It was kind of like a, you know, it was like a little, it was a little, little you know, rosebud, you know. But still, and I, and I'm 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 thinking, well, how am I gonna get? I gotta I gotta get home. I gotta change. I gotta do something here, and uh, and I look at them, and I'm like, guys, hey, you know, let's uh. Hey, can we go back to your mom's house, Dan, so I can, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of an excuse. And they're like, why? And I'm like, uh, yo, I just got to change the, the the batteries in our camera. That was before smartphones, everybody, before we actually had nice uh, uh, cameras on our phones. And so I had a little digital camera. And I was like, oh, I got to change the batteries. And they're like, dude, why don't we just like go to a, like a convenience store? Why do we have to go home? And I'm, I'm fumbling all over myself. I can't think of a, of a good excuse. Then I said, guys, I got to tell you something. And I drop it on them. And... 14 years later, 13 years later, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that is one of the favorite stories of, of, of those two. They love telling it. Uh, they give me so much shit for not just saying, why didn't we? Why didn't you just say, let's just go back so you could change? You want to be in something more comfortable or whatever. I just, for some reason, in a panic, couldn't think of anything. And uh, yeah, that's my checker shit story. And uh, thank you for, <laughs> for listening. 
Yeah, dude, it's hard to th- it's hard to think straight when you when you have just shit your pants. You know, you're just you're, <laughs> you're thinking survival at that point, right? You're not really thinking like, okay, here's my strategy. It's uh, okay, how do, how do I get out of this situation as fast as humanly possible? Um, so I don't blame you, man. And uh, you know, some sometimes you gotta shit your pants. You know, I uh, I've never done it personally, uh, but I've certainly been around a lot of poopers. Um, I always say that Bobby gets scaredy poops uh, because anytime we're going somewhere, he's like, I gotta poop before we leave. Every single time. Um, he he probably like learned from minutes. me. You know, he's probably like, I'm not going to pull an Ichi. So he doesn't want to be probably that taught him that. That's a, my thing's a cautionary tale. And so he learned yeah. the lesson from me. Yeah, well, well, thank God he took that lesson because, you know, <laughs> I think that's a smart move. You know, you got to learn from, from the mistakes of others. And uh, now, now I got to ask if, uh, if you were working at a fast food restaurant, let, let's call it Checkers, um, how many people do you think? Do they talk to who have just shit their pants? Whether it's, uh, hey, can I borrow some napkins? Or, like, hey, can I get a refill on this soda? How many people at that point just have shit in their pants as they're talking to that cashier? Oh, man. I would imagine many in that region in White Trash, Florida. Oh, for (laughs) damn sure. Probably every fourth person has a load of shit in their pants, I would guess. (laughs) Yeah, so... Most shit per capita, I think. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> this whole state of Florida is <laughs> a lot of poop and pants. And that's going to take us to a bonus segment, our top 10 favorite video games. Mike, because I suck at this, you want to explain what we're doing? <laughs> All right, nooch. So here's what we're going to do. You and I are each going to take five, count them, five of our favorite video games of all time. Then we're going to pull those together and we're going to rank them into a top 10. Uh, this is a bonus egg, and this is because we're on episode 10 of the Silver Bow Experience. So episode 10 of the Silver Bow Experience, top 10 video games. Everybody got it? Good. All right. So <laughs> do you mind if I kick it off? Oh, are you kidding? Go ahead. All right. Fuck yeah. So I'm going to go with my one of my favorite games of all time. Well, that's a fucking stupid thing to say. They're all our favorite games, right? That's why they're the top five. But I'm going to start with an important one because this is what really got me into like uh, RPG type video games, which is The Legend of Zelda, The Ocarina of Time, which was the best game on Nintendo 64. Uh, it is just amazing. I mean, the graphics, if you go back and look at it now, are terrible. But, you know, for the time, it was like the coolest thing. Like Hyrule was this open world of uh, just cool shit. Um, and it really got me into one, the Zelda series, which I absolutely love. I have a Zelda tattoo. Um, and, um, well, I, it's not a Zelda tattoo, so I have a Triforce tattoo. Um, one, it got me into the Legend of Zelda, but also those RPG free world games where you kind of didn't have to play the story if you didn't want to. And this is like one of my first introductions to that. So badass game, uh, badass system in N64, just badass. I love it. Yeah, surprisingly, I, I not by choice. I just never played those games growing up. Don't know why. I feel like I missed out on a lot. I actually bought my first Zelda game, Breath of the Wild, a few months ago. Uh, can't wait to get going on that. Great game. So, Great game. Excellent, excellent addition. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and throw out. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Witcher Three as as oh. one of mine here. Um, Witcher Three is an incredible game. Story, everything, gameplay. Just an amazing game overall. Tons of content. Love it. Yes. Did you ever watch the show they made of The Witcher? Oh, hell yeah. Oh my god. I was highly anticipating that show after... Because I played the game um, before I watched it. Yeah. Nice. I I, uh, had heard all good things about it, but never actually got around to it. So I'll have to check that out. Alright. So, the next one I gotta bring up. And I don't know if you ever played this game, but it's... Uh, it's made by a company called Naughty Dog. And if you are a video game player, you're probably familiar with Naughty Dog. That's The Last of Us. The Last of Us gotta be, in my opinion, I'm not listing these in any order, but in my opinion, that's probably the best story and game ever made. Uh, it's amazing. Amazing game. Amazing open world with just like, it's one of those, it's open world to an extent, but you have rails of what you need to be do, what you need to be doing. Um, which is good because I feel like a lot of games that, you know, if you, if you have too much to do, you just, you get sidetracked with like side missions and stuff like that, where this game was very on point and it it broke it into four chapters of the different seasons of the year and just an amazing game. And, uh, that's actually also being, uh, adapted into a TV show, which will be on HBO pretty shortly. 
Yeah, I'm glad you said it because I had Last of Us 2 on here. Um, maybe we can just combine them into Last of Us series, series. or something. Yeah. Um, people hated on the second one, and I won't give any spoilers as to why, but fuck those people. Um, <laughs> Last of Us 2 was an incredible game. It's definitely linear. It's not like open world in the sense that there's still a path you have to go on, but it's it's still directed enough and but feels open enough where you can have a little bit of exploration because they they make sure you you take in every like path on like every part of the path like every part of the journey right, like you're right, looking yeah. at different things you're t- taking different views the story's on point and um one thing that I love that I've actually never seen in any part of storytelling yet um is they make you sympathize with the antagonist and the antagonist becomes the protagonist and it's right. something that I personally wanted to flirt with as a as an artist um, because I feel like it's too much of like a good versus evil thing or but life is like gray areas. That game really is a a case study in how to make someone sympathize with an antagonist. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's really cool and and I loved I, I rarely pre-order games, but I pre-ordered that game way 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 in advance and you know bought one of the bundles and stuff. So I, I rarely do that, but with, with The Last of Us being so good, I felt like I had to. Um, and you're right, you know, in, in a lot of cases, you're sort of, you pit good versus evil, and Last of Us kind of reminds you that that's just the character you're following. They're not necessarily good people. Exactly. Um, you know, and some of the stuff that Joel and Ellie did in the first game, which my dog's name is Ellie after that character in the game, by the way. But, I never put that together. That's yeah, awesome. That's where yeah. I got it from, yep. And, because uh, I loved that game, and... Um, you know, it, a lot of stuff they did in that game was not good, you know, and some of it they did out of necessity and some of it they did because Joel was, you know, selfish. So, you know, it's 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 tough, um, but you're right. It, they, and we don't want to give spoilers, of course, but you're right. The, uh, the, the original antagonist becomes a protagonist and the original antagonist was pretty fucked over by them in the first game. So wow. uh, it's an important distinction. Um, and I think you're right. It's a, it's a absolute clinical study in how to just uh the psychology and the storytelling is just off the charts um the next one i'm gonna add to that is uh i'm gonna just say it because i'm afraid you'll say it before me (laughs) um one of my favorites of all time at this point red dead redemption 2 you bastard (laughs) yeah i'm sorry i'm a dick (laughs) no Um, it's good i love it it's it's definitely the most beautiful game i've ever played um it's the story's fucking awesome um the main character arthur morgan is probably top three of my favorite characters of all time he's just such a complex complicated main character he's kind of like an anti-hero in a way but you know you kind of take him down the path you want you can make him a shithead or you can make him a good guy i you know always make him make him a good guy but i just he's so relatable and i always gravitated towards the characters that weren't like the head of whatever was going on like the leader but they were they they were the one that was relied on the most Mm -hmm. and that's who he is like he's kind of like a second in command in that gang that they're part of and i just i I gravitate to those kind of characters that have a lot of responsibility and just you can just rely on them for anything you know and he he's one of the best ever yeah absolutely i think that the whole series is good there's red dead revolver red dead redemption red dead redemption 2 um all great games i think when i first had started um, you know, I, I had kind of said, you want to play as John Marston, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you, that was your guy from the first game. You want to get a little bit, uh, a lot more of his developmental story, um, in the prequel. And you do because he's part of the gang and you get a lot of that. Yeah. But, um, Arthur Morgan far surpasses him oh in my God. character arc and sort of where he starts to where he ends up. And I know, uh, I know that game came out at a time where... Well, there was another game that came out at the very same time that took all the end-of-year awards that I... I yeah, it was think... Sekiro or something like that. It was like yeah. a sword-fighting game. Which I didn't think was fair. You know, I thought that Red Dead Reser- deserved a lot more because it's a beautiful game. It's so well-developed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, the people I played it with, you know, besides you because we played the game together a little bit, um, there's a point in the game, and we won't give any way to spoilers, but the game came out like three, four years ago, so get on it if you haven't. Uh, you'll love it. Um, but there comes to a point about in the middle half point of the game where Arthur is kind of faced with reality, right? And, um, you sort of, you could still take it either way, but he's sort of on the path to redemption. Huh. 
I wonder where that comes from. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> the name of the game. Uh, but he's on that path to redemption. I think a lot of people um, don't appreciate the storytelling of what happened to Arthur in his story arc versus just like, a, oh, here we go. My character is, you know, in trouble here. Uh, but I thought it was just, you're right, it's just a beautifully done game, and there's so much stuff to do on the side. Like, you never have to play the game. You know what I mean? You, there's yeah, so much to do so, between... There's so much to do, yeah. You know, between online to even between just riding in between cities, you know, before you fast travel, riding in between cities and just, like, a, someone goes, hey, I need a ride back to that town you just came from, and you're like, shit, but you don't want to, you know, be a jerk, so you take them back anyways. But, uh, yeah, you're right, great game, great game. So let me throw one out for you, and I don't know if you ever played this. This was a PlayStation 2 game. Uh, produced by Rockstar, called Bully. No, I know the game, but I never played it. All right, so for anyone who hasn't um, played that game, uh, you take over the character of Jimmy Hopkins, who is sort of a troublemaker at his other school as he kicks out. So he gets sent to Bullworth Academy, which is the shittiest school in the United States, um, where there's just a ton of cliques and bullies, and you kind of make your way through the different cliques in the school um, to sort of you know try to get to be the top kid in the school and you can just you can just wail on people all day long in that game you just walk up to them and start punching them and as long as you can outrun the teachers who try to you know put you in detention you're in you're in pretty good shape the funniest part about that game that i always liked is that uh at certain times of the night uh the kid gets tired because i don't know how old he's supposed to be but he just like you can just pass out in the middle of the street and then you just like wake up the next day <laughs> and you're, but it's pretty funny so you always want to get home before he falls asleep uh, so he, they should probably look into that, but they've talked about making a second version of that game. Um, uh, but it was just a really cool game where like, it's very like, um, you know, they're cliche clicks. Like there's nerds and jocks and, uh, there's greasers because, you know, the 1950s, you know, with the leather jackets and stuff. So it's, it's a really big, uh, group of different kids, but, um, very cool game, very fun game and just different than, you know, the, you, every game is a first person shooter these days. Uh, so it's cool to see something like that. So you can actually buy that game right now on PlayStation 4 for $15 if anyone's interested. Oh, wow. Um, a series I grew up on. I remember it being my first favorite series and my favorite video game character. Um, the Metal Gear series. I couldn't pick a game, so I just had to yeah. put Metal Gear Solid. Um, yeah, Solid Snake. You actually see him become like he's like a cold-blooded killer slash whatever you know secret op guy you see him like find compassion he actually has a story arc and uh yeah i just love that series there's like a fantastical element to it as opposed you know in addition to the espionage element that they have they kind of blend the two and i think it's just a great story overall um all four games that i played i feel like they always kind of shattered the ceiling every time a new one came out they're a cinematic product as much as they are like a you know an interactive experience I, I think that there's some crazy stat that in terms of cinematics there's like 10 hours in one of the games combined of shit that you're just watching like you're not even playing but it doesn't really feel like it because it's such a part of the story and part of the experience so yeah i love those games yeah i never really got a chance to play those so um i'll have to add those to my list of things that i need to check out now i'm gonna throw out a game that uh, will become a series. Uh, num the number two comes out in February. And you just started playing this yourself, actually, which is Dying Light, which is an amazing, amazing, amazing game. Um, for those who haven't played, it, it features uh, Kyle Crane, who is sent to... What's the name of the, what's the, name of the country? Haran? Sent to Haran uh, to deal with this zombie outbreak and figure out what's going on and um, what the cause of it is and... There's two sort of cliques of people from the tower and from Riker's group, group, and then you know they're going back and forth on Anderson and they're collecting airdrops and there's a whole drug trade and it's just like a whole. There's just so much going on. But the best part of that game is really the um, the parkour aspect of it and being able to climb things and just like free run and free fall and it's just like a really cool game. You know, there's a, there's one thing and I don't think you've gotten to this point uh, in the game yet where you go to the the new town over and it's the next town over from the the one you start in and um you can actually find a super mario pipe at the top of one of the buildings and you can go oh, in wow. it yep you can go in it and you'll you'll see the goombas there and you can squish them and everything and you know by the That's end of amazing. that you actually get this really cool uh thing i forget what it's called but it's like the tukey something or whatever it's called from super mario is like the tail 
um, mm-hmm. where you can fly and stuff. And you could get that. You could actually get something very similar to that in Dying Light, where if you jump off a building, you'll still die because you're just going to, like, glide to the bottom. But you can jump from building to building, like, pretty seamlessly. It gives them, like, superhuman power. Um, and just, like, little aspects of that that no other games are, are thinking about where they make it such a bitch to get around. Um, you know, this is one of those games that doesn't. It makes it very easy to get around and get away from these zombies. As they're chasing, you can just parkour your ass up a building. So uh, the second one comes out in February. I can't wait for that to come out. Um, and we'll definitely have to play that together, actually, once uh, once we get to that point. For sure, yeah. That game's super fun so far. I haven't um, gotten too far into it yet, but it's it's a lot of fun. Definitely a cool take on zombies. Um, the next one, I'll have to say, I mean, I feel like this thing's turning into series, but I haven't really played the series of this next one. I've only played one. Uh, Final Fantasy X. I play Final Fantasy X. That goes out <laughs> to somebody who knows what that means. Um, amazing game. Amazing story. I'll keep it short. Um just just it, it was an experience playing that game and and it was kind of like an ensemble cast uh you're kind of just going with through this journey with a group of friends and you feel like you're part of that group you know it feels immersive in that sense there's there's uh there's a lot of emotion behind you know following these characters all together they become this crew and it's really it was it was a fantastic game i i would love to replay it i know they remastered it and i would like to get on that Nice, man. I, I, that's another game I, I was always aware of, and I've watched a lot of the trailers and stuff, but I've never actually played myself, um, so i got to get on that. But, you know, I, I said at the beginning of the segment that we would rank these after, but I think they kind of speak for themselves. And we'll <laughs> yeah, just let the, I don't think we have to we'll, rank them. <laughs> yeah, we'll just let the uh, the old audience, you guys decide, our listeners just decide, you know, what, what games you're into, and tell us what games we missed, what games you like that we should be playing. Um, you know, hit us up on the socials, and uh, we'll probably play them. He should not play a lot of video games, so we'll get we'll get on that shit. Super Mario 64. One of the best games ever made. Um, and it wasn't necessarily the storyline, which is the your your sort of cookie cutter Mario storyline where Bowser is attempting to rape Peach again. <laughs> shit. I always say that word during the Bowser abducts Peach again, and you have to go save him. Basically you get this letter saying that Peach has baked a cake for you and it's in the castle, come to the castle, it's all going down. Um, and, but this one was really different where it introduced a 3D world to the, the Mario platform. It's more of an open world. Um, obviously, you can. it's a small open world, um, but you can go into each of these paintings and play like these different things. And I think there's the mechanics of it. Everything in Nintendo 64, when you go back to it, the cameras are so annoying. Um, you know, using that C-pad on the side to try to get the camera to look where you want to look. But um, I thought they did a great job on that game and introducing... You know, Mario could have rested on its laurels and just been the Mario 2D platformer forever, but they decided to make it a little bit different with Nintendo 64, and um, they actually released that game. They didn't, I wouldn't say a remaster, but they re-released that game on uh, the Switch, and it's still just as fun as it was when I was a kid, and I think those games that have that kind of replay value, um, where, you know, if I'm playing, playing the Lasso, so I want to pay attention, and I, there's stuff I'll miss, and... There's a lot of detail in the game. This is just sort of like a shut your brain off and just enjoy playing video games. And sometimes I miss that side of the video games, um, you know, because you can just play it and you don't really have to be good or bad at it. Anyone can pick up this game and start playing and figure it out. Uh, And that's what I love about Mario and particularly Mario 64. Yeah, I love that. That's such a good addition to this list. And I guess to follow your lead on that for the last one, I'm going to say it's not really one of my top fave... uh, favorite games at this point but just the nostalgia it brings i'm gonna say goldeneye from nintendo 64 so good i mean i've heard people say they go back and play it now and the game's shit but (laughs) i mean i couldn't think of a more fun game back in the day when i was a kid and that i think fondly of like that game was epic like it was so much fun and just how you could play you know with four players and um all the different maps and the different parts of the story. And I really, that's when I started getting into James Bond actually was because of that game. And I started watching all the movies. So, um, and that became one of my favorite series to watch. I love James Bond. So, uh, yeah, it served a lot of purposes for me and that game was fucking awesome. That was a great game. Yeah. They remastered that actually. Um, I don't know if it was for PS3 or four, but it didn't really do justice to the original game. Um, but that's one of the first games that I played where like, you know, there's just so many rules when you're playing with friends. Like, you can't play his odd job. Um, if you're going to play four-player, like, no one can be odd jobs. Too short, can't hit him. Um, we used to put on slappers only and license to kill. And just yeah. chase each other around and try to, just, like, smack each other. 
Um, or we turn off the map and you can play hide and seek in that game. And there's some like hidden walls and stuff. Um, so, I mean, great game, great addition to the list. Nintendo 64 is one of the best systems still to this day, I think, of all time. And that's going to take us to the suggestion box. Mike, get us going. Hell yeah. All right, so I'm going to read a suggestion box that uh, is, is going to come from listeners of the show. Um, so I'm going to read that shit real quick. <laughs> all right. Dixon Cider from Dougal's North Dakota right? I adore your program. May I suggest a new segment? Bring a group of people into the studio. Turn off the lights and play Who's in My Mouth? I think that segment would be a hit. <laughs> now, now this go back to uh, to the guy who, who was making dicks in his backyard. Is he, did we invite that guy and he's putting like stone dicks in people's mouths while he's <laughs> turning the lights off on him in the studio? I... Look, Dixon. Uh, I don't, yeah, maybe he's the guy who stole them. I don't. I don't know. This is. I don't know if we can play that logistically because we're in separate studios at this point. But um, uh, and I don't know if I would play that. But but thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, that's a fair recommendation. And I actually I just looked up his name um, <laughs> based on his location, and his middle name is actually my M A I. Um, <laughs> so Dixon, my cider. Uh, so. Don't have a cider around that guy. All right, and now our first employee suggestion. I know we are trying to get into the Christmas spirit at the office, but can we get new eggnog to drink? Last year's is pretty chunky and Dale threw up yesterday. (laughs) Oh, man. You know what, Mike? I'm going to put that on me. That's my bad. I think I'm in charge of the eggnog because I am an eggnog enthusiast. Uh, And I didn't update. That's definitely on me. I'm sorry to whoever said that. I feel bad for Dale. Didn't know he, that was because I knew he threw up. I didn't know that was why he threw up. Um, I apologize. I'm definitely going to get us some new eggnog. Yeah, I think it's time. Yeah, I thought Dale threw up because he was a raging alcoholic, but I didn't realize he, uh, <laughs> he drank the eggnog in the fridge. we got to start clearing that out more often. All right. So our next listener suggestion comes from Ben Farden from Duke, uh, Duke Connecticut. <laughs> All right. And he writes, this is my new favorite show. Do you guys plan on having more guests soon? I'd love to come on and talk about my fart jar collection. <laughs> now, dude, this is a good time to mention that when I had COVID, I lost my sense of smell. So uh, if we're going to have a fart jar collection come to the, come on the show, uh, now's the time before that shit comes back because I don't want to smell this fart collection. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who keeps fart jars? That's, that's interesting. I would love to talk to this person. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's something to consider. Maybe we can bring this guy on. In a little, uh, you know, special guest seg, and have him talk about his farts. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Maybe, maybe we do it over Zoom because I could see him just like breaking one of those jars in front of us and just stanking up the whole studio. Oh, man. So uh, maybe, just maybe it's a Zoom open. thing. But I, I am curious. <laughs> All right, our last employee suggestion is farting on someone. <laughs> speaking of farting, is so is farting on someone in the office considered assault? I think Shirley is greatly exaggerating how close she was. When- I farted. I spent the last 10 work days in HR. Enough is enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I don't think girls like farts that much and I would probably be on this employee's side when he says that she thinks he, she's exaggerating because I think if it was one of us we would say, "Yeah, no, he's he's not that close." But even if he was, who cares? It's a fart. Um, to answer that question, employee, um, I don't think it's considered assault at all. It's pretty harmless. It's very funny. Unless, of course, it smells real bad and maybe you shit your pants like I did um, back <laughs> in the day. So something to consider. It might be harassment. Um, depends on if you like farts or not. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I don't know if, you know, maybe this is a checker situation. It's really hard to tell at this point. We love the suggestions, right? But this one's pretty specific. So I know you and I both know who, who wrote this. Um, because HR did come to us with this. Now, in her version of the story, uh, the fart comes out, and her hair actually blew back, kind of like, you know, when you get hit with a gust of wind. And um, he says, you know, he actually has a desk fan that he had turned up before, and that was what blew her hair back. So, you know, we don't have cameras in the office. They're adults. We don't want to keep a close eye on you. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to say. I think you're right. I think it's not assault. I think um, farts are a a part of life. 
and uh, there's a stigma um, associated with them um, that I don't think is fair. So you know, I think uh, I think you know we're we're not HR people. We'll let them handle it their way. That's what we hired them for, right? But um, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like I'm on his side here. Yeah, and I think we should maybe hook him up with uh, Ben Farton, you know, and uh, maybe have a special seg with both of them and just get get both their thoughts on farts. Yeah, maybe uh, Ben can get one of his farts in a jar and put it on a shelf. And that's going to take us to Final Thoughts. Mike, it's been an absolute pleasure. I felt like this pod was pretty fucking tit. Got to talk about some of our favorite vid games. Got to talk about farts. Got to talk about dick statues. It's been a good one. Yeah, man, this has been a pleasure. Uh, you know, it's it's been it's been fun talking to you as always. Um, you know, we we covered a lot of ground um, from from video games to dick statues to uh, art. all everything in between. Just uh, what a beautiful episode. Uh, it's it's art. It's art at this point. So you know, it's been it's been a goddamn pleasure, Nietzsche. And uh, every week, I feel like it's getting better and better. We're talking. Uh, we're taking all these suggestions and we're listening to our listeners and we're applying it to what we're doing. And, uh, you know, it's just only, we're 10 episodes in and we're this good. Imagine where we're going to be at episode 100. Yeah, we're tit as fuck. And, um, yeah, guys, shout us out. Get, you know, take the load for us. All right. We need some help growing this bitch. You know, do the socials, do all that good shit. Um, share with your friends. Tell someone who you think might like our humor, our dick and pussy and ass and fart humor <laughs> and uh let 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 it spread my friends like a nasty std <laughs> exactly spread those butt cheeks for it uh just you know let let the episodes uh run through you so to speak <laughs> and um you know for for new listeners uh, maybe fry them with emodium uh because we've established that you know shit happens and uh you know you help us we help you we'll make sure you don't shit your pants in a checkers and that's going to do it for us here on the Silver Bow Experience. On behalf of my co-host Mike here, and for everybody, I'm your other co-host Nietzsche. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.